0: And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an
2: Icon. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A podcast! podcast.
3: Welcome to Locatora Radio, season nine. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments,
1: correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora
3: Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Angie Martinez in Real Life Podcasts. This episode and conversation is powered by Ducey. Hey guys, we are back, baby! It is another edition of Angie Martinez IRL Takeaways. Uh, these are the episodes where we; these are audio only episodes where we discuss uh, our past interviews. And so, our last interview was with Tiana Taylor. Pew, pew, pew. I'm here with my show producer Brittany. Brittany, what can you say about Tiana Taylor?
3: Um, like many of you, I was introduced to Tiana. Super Sweet 16, and then she just never left my sight after that.
4: <laughs> I know, it's great. <laughs> no, what literally. she said, she was like, you grew up right in front of me. I mean, I grew up right in front of you. That wasn't just for me. That was like all of us, like the whole industry and world kind of watched her as that young girl. Then evolve and have all these amazing moments in her career. And this a moment that she's having now with this new movie she's in. She just actually hit the carpet at Met Gala. She was eating Chick-fil-A at Met Gala. You know, she's just a kind of an it girl. She always has been where people just want to watch her and see what she does and she's entertaining and talented and all those things um but I feel like I got to know her in a different way and even knowing her all these years and even interviewing her these years I don't ever feel like I got to know her in the way we got to know her on this episode I think I feel like almost too that she got to know herself a little bit in this episode like in real time she
3: was definitely um- unpacking in real time with you sitting down talking about things that she's never even
4: probably even talked to herself about in full. We did ask her right after the interview how she felt about it. Um, Here's what she said.
1: Ooh, I feel a slew of emotions, but I think uh, I hit on a lot of things that uh, needed to be shared for maybe other people
4: who has been through what I've been through. Yeah, so she, she was okay with sharing, but even then I could feel like she was... I don't want to say freaked out but a little like oh what did I just say or oh, what did we just talk about like I-, I felt like she felt a little vulnerable what do you what do you always call that a vulnerability hangover mm-hmm. stole that right from Brene Brown that's a real thing she talks about which I feel like sometimes you know you gotta be vulnerable we know this and it helps it, that's how you, you share your story other people learn from your story but sometimes after you feel like a little naked I feel like she felt like that I wanted to hug her after the interview I'm like, I like, wanted her to like be like it's okay Um, so if we're talking about our takeaways from the episode for me well number one um, I'd never heard about her father before right and so she opened up about her dad and her stepfather and having that type of trauma and it then becoming like abandonment issues for her and then afterwards I was told that she really actually never talks about that ever I don't think she planned to talk about it either I think it just came up when we were talking about the hurt that she felt in her career, she felt like she wasn't protected. She said, I feel like I had abandonment issues. And then I asked her about where they came from. And here's what she said about that. What is the abandonment issues from? Because your family is around. Yeah, but my
1: mom was a single parent. Mm-hmm. My uh, biological pops was um, in jail. Mm-hmm. For like 13, 14 years of my life. Mm-hmm. 13, maybe something like that. And um, so even with that, you know, before uh, my mom found true love and happiness, which mm-hmm. is Bo. Love, Bo Money. And that's that's who Bo is, but like before, you know, Bo really came around and we got super duper close. You got to think about it, like coming from that, not really having a dad. And then, um, you know, another figure in my life wound up getting murdered. You know, the closest thing, and that's why my, my pops my pops were still locked up, mm-hmm. so I had to be a party about like eleven or twelve my mom's um uh fiance at the time was murdered, mm-hmm. and that shit just took me down. You know what I'm saying, so um, my biological pops coming out of jail, us trying to build a relationship, we just kept clashing. We just were clashing because it's like you got out thinking you was about to like tell me how this shit run. And it's like, bro, you've been locked for dumb long. You don't even know how to work the steering wheel. Like, you you know what I'm saying? You don't even know how to work the, the, the captain chair. What the fuck are you talking about? Were like, you calling him
4: dad or were you
1: not, no, first name? But the, the the crazy part about it is I wanted that figure so bad that, yes, when he first got out, it, it, I was excited to say dad mm. until he got me fucked up a little bit. You feel me? So then it was just like being signed, getting signed to to a man you know, it was like a figure to me, you know what I'm saying, like, oh my God, like, you know, I looked mm-hmm. at these people like figures, you know what I'm saying, whether it was as a as a dad or as a uh, a brother, it didn't matter. So it was like, mm. you didn't see me when you didn't hear me, you didn't protect me. You just
4: kind of just like fed me to the wolves. To- that's heavy stuff. For any, I mean, listen, daddy issues come up all the time in this podcast. So that's I, I, when people tap into that, it is not something that is like just a throwaway. That's like the core of people's trauma a lot of the times. The core of people's, you know, like abandonment issues, things like that. Um, so the fact that she talked about it this day, I think, was like the main point of like her vulnerability. You know what I mean?
3: In the movie, um, she plays her a mother. Who, she says, it's her first like serious role. The movie's called A Thousand and One. If you haven't seen it, check She's it out. She's so good in it. Um, It's her first serious role. And she says that a lot of the trauma that her character experiences in the film forced her to take a look at... The trauma in her own life. Mm-hmm. She came to that conclusion. Yeah, so
4: she's probably thinking about it and doing that work and then this interview happened and she kind of just opened up about her dad and her stepfather and having all that trauma and having the abandonment issues that would then lead her to feel unprotected in this crazy music business that she stepped into. And now, mind you, she's 15 years old and signed to Pharrell um, and looking at him as like a father figure. And I could tell that she was scared to talk about this because you know how like the blogs and just the way social media treats stories I could tell that she didn't want this to land on Pharrell's lap in a way that was disrespectful I could tell that she was concerned about um, you know how he would receive mm-hmm. however her words came back so she was very careful about how she said it she made sure to say how grateful she was for Pharrell and she talked about the conversation that the two of them had and how therapeutic it was uh, Let's let's share some of that actually
1: No matter how I felt when I was younger, like none of these doors would have ever opened if it wasn't for for Pete mm-hmm. so one thing about me is I just know how to give thanks, you know what I'm saying to the people who has blessed me, so it's like with him is why I hold him on such a hot hot suit because i didn't I didn't have a dad, you know what I'm saying, and um he enjoyed me bragging about him like. You know, calling him dad because it probably hurt. Maybe something that he wanted. You know what I'm saying? He wanted. He wanted kids at the time really bad, and maybe he was in whatever space he was in, but it was clearly an emotional space Mm -hmm. for the both of us. And um, it's just. I I don't know. My mom always told me to be grounded and just be thankful for, for people that that are blessings to me. So it's just like even it doesn't matter if I was hurt. I was a mom, so I had learned patience. I learned. Grace, I learned, you know, so it's just like I was really hitting him up to just like say thank you. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? For everything. Because also knowing him as well as I know him, it wasn't the thing that you did on purpose. You didn't purposely not protect me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It might have been a thing where like you like, you know, he's so gentle, you know, and just kind of just like let everybody push him out the way. And I guess for me, that 15 year old, that girl just needed you to fight a little harder you know what I'm saying needed mm-hmm. you to maybe push even if you didn't have the strength to I just needed you to push for me more
3: I love that she says that she had the conversation with Pharrell at a high point in her career
4: yeah. she had
3: just gotten yeah. what she calls the biggest moment in her career she was in the fade video for Kanye it's so good she's she's getting new opportunities brand deals she's a hot girl
4: literally she's popping trending moment. topics trending topics popping she killed that video everybody's like ooh ooh Tiana Tiana and then she's like, look, Pharrell, like, I want to talk to you about a few things. Like, I'm super grateful for you. You know, I, I felt disappointed in this, whatever that th- she didn't share the details of what the conversation was. But I could tell it was like healing and mm-hmm. and, and
2: yeah. for the both of them. I
4: hope Pharrell got wind of this and in, in, in the way that it was meant to be delivered. Yeah. You know, because I saw some of the blogs pick it up and the wording of the captions wasn't exactly true to the full picture of what she was saying. It was like, you know. Tiana Taylor has uh, felt like she wasn't protected when she was signed to Pharrell. And then the headline stops right there. But that's not really the story. The story is that this 15-year-old girl si- signed to this superstar. And she had a daddy issues, abandonment issues. And she signed to him thinking this person is going to protect me as a young girl and didn't always feel like that but she had so much respect for him so much love for him she admits that she doesn't know maybe some of the challenges that he was going through at the time in terms of how he was carrying her there's just a lot of respect there and a lot of love there and a lot of care even how she was telling the story and I just hope that it is um, sent to Pharrell that way because it's a shame when you're trying to get something out and then you know they pick it apart a little bit Um, I
3: hope he sees that and this um and this pushes Kanye to have that next closing
4: because she did. With she her. did say that in the in the in the conversation that her and Kanye still have one. But what I loved is what she said. She said she hasn't spoke to Kanye yet. She said a conversation needs to be had. She's also very, I, I feel very disappointed on how her being on Good Music wound up, you know, uh, being. But again, she was careful. She didn't want this to become like a a headline on a blog where she's like bashing him. So she did say she wanted to have a conversation at some point, but I did like that. She said that she's already accepted an apology. Sometimes you have to accept apologies that you never, that was a bar. That was a bar. Just just play that little part right there.
1: In this life, just be willing and ready to accept apologies that you've never gotten, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think that that's where I am. And like, even just down with the conversation, like I know I want to have the conversation, but I, I've accepted the apology a long time ago. Before you even get it. Yes. Mm
4: -hmm. Yes.
1: And that's why I'm able to uh, blossom and I'm able to continue to move gracefully and I'm able to be blessed and have a great relationship with God. You know what I'm saying? Continue to have a great heart and to continue to walk on my path and just understand and take things for what it is.
4: That's how you be free. Because sometimes if you hang your freedom on somebody else's ability to... To be self aware and apologize and all those things, you'd be waiting for the rest of your life. So sometimes you have to just be self aware enough for everyone and accept apologies that you haven't gotten. That's real
3: closure right there. Woo.
4: I hope she gets it though. I hope they get to a point. I mean, I don't know where Kanye is in the world and the I don't blank.
3: know if it's I don't know if I'm hopeful for that. Really? Unfortunately, yeah. yeah I do not I d I don't I don't see that see that happening for her. So I'm glad that she's
4: she making got it, it already? for herself. Yeah. yeah that she's she, making it for herself. She got that already. I thought another interesting part of this, well, two things, some, two of my takeaways that I'll always remember from this conversation. One, cause she's, is a tough cookie. She is the egg. Yeah. The egg <laughs> line. I like that I because that even her coming in, I was like, Oh, I wonder what we're going to talk about. Cause she's so like, tough. you know, she's tough and she's, she's guarded. Harlem. And she's like, she's not this like soft mushy girl that talks about all her, all her feelings all the time. So I was like, Oh, it's gonna be interesting to see how this conversation goes. But she's like, yo, I, I actually am not that tough. Here's a clip of that.
1: But that's another thing that I do kind of feel like is, is maybe a little bit misunderstood. I'm, I'm actually just really an egg. I look hard and then you just kind of tap me on the table a few times and I'm just yolk. You know, like that, <laughs> that, that's me, you know? And I, I, do I love like, that you know? about you. So, but yeah. then when I tell
4: you I see you today, I see that. Yeah. I'm and it like, doesn't yeah, make you soft. I'm, I'm actually I very, see that.
1: I'm very.
2: Gentoo, it's beautiful to see that. Yeah,
1: I've been judged of like people just thinking like she aggressive, she harsh. So I know she probably over there da da da, and it's just like I've been judged of that where people probably think that I was doing or probably think I said or what was easy to believe, and it's like I'm actually like a fucking ball of marshmallows. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm.
2: <laughs> Most so people soft, are by the way. You know way. what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm, I'm forced like. to
1: be in uh, survival mode. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just just being a black woman uh,
4: navigating life. But aren't we all like that? Am I an egg? <laughs> Am I an egg too? <laughs> mm. Not really? I'm like a boiled egg. I was
3: gonna say that. <laughs> gonna say that. <laughs> I'm like a um, you gotta peel and peel nah, and peel. Nah, you gotta
4: peel, cause I'm not trying to let you No, no, you won't. No, you won't. But I'm not a hard boiled egg. I'm like a soft boiled egg. <laughs> it's in there, cause if you get in there, you could kill me. You could take me that down. Is over. But I'm definitely got some shells of protection on top of me. Uh, but I love that analogy because I feel like that's all of uh, really at the end of the day, all of that is just us protecting ourselves from getting hurt, disappointed, um, you know, embarrassed, all the things that yeah that make us feel vulnerable. She does
3: one hell of a job of keeping it behind the curtains, though, because you really don't ever see I don't, that. I didn't know that even her felt, saying it. You're like yeah, really? You're like an like, egg? No idea. You're
4: like a ball of marsh. She said marshmallows, <laughs> marshmallows, Tiana. But I get it. So a lot of people are like that. Um, anyway, so I like that part. And I also uh, one of the other takeaways was, I don't know, when we were talking about the ups and downs of her career and the roller coaster ride that she's been on, where she like, you know, you're 15, you signed to Pharrell, you're at the peak, and then nothing happens. Then you know this, uh, you sign to Good Music, and Fade comes out, and everybody's like, "Yo, she's fire," and then nothing happens and you have all these false starts that it's very hard to get excited you know if somebody comes knocks on your door and goes oh you've always wanted to be a a writer here this book publisher is going to give you a deal mm-hmm. and you're like oh my god my dream come true right and then the publisher never puts your book out like and so if that happens to you a couple times in your life you can feel it's almost like um scorned yeah like you don't want to get excited she said she doesn't she's not easily impressed Impressed, yeah she used the word impressed but i i take that as like you don't like it's not you're not yeah i'm not impressed i'm not excited i'm not i'm not even allowing myself to be fully happy because i don't believe in it until i see it all the way and i'm definitely like that that. good or bad i don't know i don't know i'm aware that i'm like that i don't know if it's good or bad but i'm aware due to so many t- years in this business and things, p- people make promises all the time. They know it. People sometimes know what you want and they will feed make it. you, they feed you mm-hmm. what they think you need and what think you want to hear. It and there, it doesn't really land in a, the, the end result being that. And so then you, you build up a skin and you become cautious. So I think to some point it's probably, it's just a m- protection mechanism, but I think um. no but there is a sadness to it right because then you're For not sure you can't really be happy when something and how do you know if
3: the next time is the time yeah if it keeps happening to you is that like-
4: it's like that little kid when says that's from a, a broken home and they're like your dad's gonna pick you up on Saturday oh at 3 and take God. you to the that went dark take, I know I went somewhere <laughs> I always go back to daddy issues <laughs> your dad's gonna pick you up and take you to the park and the kid gets his baseball glove out and he, and the dad doesn't show after the fourth time that the dad does this to you you're like oh you're coming for real he's coming yeah, work, yeah, right. okay I'll see you when you get here right. you, you're not gonna be like you're coming great definitely you, you not get, you get burnt and you get uh, hard a little hard and thick skinned and you learn to protect yourself from getting excited about things that don't come to fruition so I think it's kind of like a. <laughs> I, I definitely went a little dark with it but you <laughs> understand what I'm saying but then where's the joy? Do you allow yourself then like right now in this moment in this movie um, the way her, the, her her role was being perceived even what's next for her she's doing stuff now with Lotto I mean she's creating she's creative artists. directing directing all types of cool stuff like I hope she's allowing the space to be happy in it mm-hmm. in the moment because I think that's the answer right even if it's like something you dream about happen happening um, doesn't happen all the way I hope you can be happy and fully enjoy all the beautiful little steps that are happening in between does that make sense absolutely enjoying yeah. the journey yeah, Overall. man. I hope she's enjoying this moment. She's had one hell of a journey, though. This year, even, has been great for even just this year where, alone. I, I hope she's enjoying it. I hope she's not being too bottled up and too protective mm-hmm. where she's not allowing that in.
3: I know we're getting positive, like, we're, but something that really hit me in the interview when you're about to go dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do it, do it. Because I just <laughs> felt it, man. Like you know, I'm I'm young. I'm I'm trying to cultivate what my career is going to look like with producing, and you know what's going to be the, the what's the right next step for me. And women empowerment. She has this part where she's like, "It's a fluke." I, I'm starting to think it's not real. Mm. Talking about how she came into the industry and Beyonce, you know, was such a light for her, and then everything after that, she didn't have the best experience experiences with women and Mm -hmm. i think i can say for a lot of women my age in any line of work like it it, it's not always a positive uh, result it's
4: not always nurturing and supportive
3: after the after the brunch after the women's history empowerment brunch brunch, there it's not good looks afterwards (laughs) they're not
4: returning your emails after that
3: it's it or, or you bump into people um who are more seasoned than you who maybe don't want to help you because they're threatened or Mm. just a number of things. So it is hard to
4: find genuine people
3: who want to help you with nothing in return.
4: I love that what she decided to take away was... I'm going to take this example that Beyonce gave me mm-hmm. and I'm going to lean on that and I'm going to know that exists. I'm going to know women supporting me in an honest and true way exists. And I'm going to hang on to the fact that I've had that experience with Beyonce as opposed to letting all the other experiences kind of like make me feel away about everyone. Thank you, Tiana,
3: because <laughs> I was going down. You were absolutely.
4: You have good women around you. What are you talking about? No,
3: I do. Shout out to Angie. Yeah. You Shout out to here. me. Shout I mean, out to shoot. you. Oh. But 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 when I'm trying to network even laterally, this is my, one of my favorite Isa quotes. We uh. talked about this other day. uh You sometimes it's hard to find. You got to sift through a lot of peers, yes, your peers, you the women peers, mm-hmm. through a lot of BS to get that good genuine gem. Yeah, but that's yeah.
4: Yes. That's just what <laughs> That's it is. Just life. That's just life. Yeah. It's like friendships. You can't go be friend If you walk into a room of 200 people, the f- the The percentage of people that you will genuinely connect with and genuinely conform, uh, form some type of real friendship or kindred kind of is slim. Yeah. So why would you think that it's like bigger than that in any other space? I mean, women should support each other, obviously, but I think... Find your find your tribe. Find the three or four that you can rely on, that you can call, that could point you in a direction, and then you're good. You don't need 100 of them. You don't need 50. You don't even need 20 of them. You need two or three solid ones that you can rely on and, and to be your Beyonce. Find your Beyonce's. Good, good luck. Just, good luck, everybody. <laughs> That's the end of the takeaways today. Our, our takeaway is go find you a Beyonce in your life. Find you that one person that lets you hang on to the hope. That that good energy and that good supportive nature does exist and is out there. Um, And thank you to Tiana for a great episode. Thank you for trusting us. Thank you for just, you know, leaning into your vulnerable and just open side. And I think people resonated with it by the comments and stuff. You guys seem to love this conversation from her. I know her fans. Uh, I saw a lot of her comments from her fans. And so we thank you guys for watching. If you haven't seen the full interview, you can do that now. It's on my YouTube page, Angie Martinez IRL. Please make sure you subscribe. And that's it. We're in a zone. Now, next week, we got a new episode dropping on Wednesday. Also, somebody very interesting and exciting to talk to. And then the week after that, we'll do a takeaway of that one. And that's how the, um, the rollout's going to go from now on.
3: Right, Brittany? Bam, bam, bam. Bam,
0: Hashtag IRL takeaways.
4: Thank you guys for listening.
0: Do you love Selena?
1: Like, really love?
0: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
2: Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets, and sometimes, their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI.